You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer. So, so welcome, 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 listeners across the globe. Welcome to Mastering Mitzvahs, the only podcast bringing you uh, mitzvah-related content, tips, tricks, and trends. Uh, and welcome to episode 75. Uh, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, Mike's on the other side of this thing. He's, he's watching from afar. Um, and it's been, it's been a minute, and we're back at it. And today is all yes. about a very special family. I don't know what if, yes. if we should really play on the fact that the last well, name of it's it is that the name plays perfectly into, right. into what happened. It's just it's great. <laughs> so so uh, today we're we're pleased to bring in um, Jen Paradise, Jennifer Paradise, who was is our client, uh, was our client, is our client, um, who celebrated during. COVID times with just amazing, amazing energy and charisma and, and mindset. So we're going to bring her in as well as her event coordinator, Lisa Ivler. So we have a tag team here. So these two individuals both are absolutely incredible in their own right. One being a client with the right mindset and one being a party planner coordinator with mindset. So help me welcome uh, Jennifer Paradise and Lisa. Ivler. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, got- welcome everyone. Our rock star duo. This is great. And guys, like, this is great that we have the whole team, uh, you know, together on one cast, which is awesome. And Dylan and I have been actually like talking about putting you guys on the show for a couple of weeks now because the party was so awesome and it, it went off so great. And, and Jen, I know there was a lot that went into it and a lot of luck, as you, as you were saying, and as you'll talk about in just a few. And Lisa, there was a lot of planning that went in on the back end and a lot of stuff that we did back and forth to kind of make everything pop. And uh, we're looking forward to a great cast, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Glad to so, be here. Lisa, let's let's start with you because I think that our listeners really deserve to hear from you. Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, uh, how you know, and, and your alignment with Explosive and, and talk about our relationship real fast. Give me like one minute about your background. Okay. I'm an event planner. I do I'd say mostly bar and bot mitzvahs. I work a lot with you guys on mitzvahs, weddings, other events, um, networking events, etc. And I feel like we totally align because we have the same vision on everything especially this, since we knew we were going forward with the mitzvah for the Paradise family, and we had to do it as safe as possible. Absolutely. Lisa is incredible. So Lisa, real fast, as a shameless plug, where can our listeners find you and everything that you do? I'm on Instagram, Lisa Ivler Events, Facebook, Lisa Ivler Events. I have a website, www.lisaivlerevents.com, and google me <laughs> awesome. and, when we, and when we post out the uh of this episode later we'll, we'll put all your tags onto that too at least for um, thank you we'll find that so to to one of our stars of the show here jennifer um what i'd love for you to do is talk about the early stages of your of your event when did you start booking all of your vendors uh and how long ago was your process first start with your date and then talk about how, in the very beginning what your mindset was when you booked how long ago was the process <laughs> that's so the our, question our original date was may may 16th i believe um we started two years before that my older son had his bar mitzvah in 20 i don't even remember one two years before um 2018 and so as soon as this was done we started moving with with the next one um 
at that point, we found the place. We knew we wanted to do it at Stonehouse. That took us a while. Um, and I think we started talking to Lisa first because we knew it was going to be different than the first one. I didn't use a planner on the first one. And it was because it was afternoon, for, it was morning service and an evening party. And this one we were going to combine. So we were going to go straight from service right into the party. And I didn't want to be dealing with all of the stuff for the party coming directly from the service. So I found Lisa, engaged with her, and we started going. Um, we went to a party right when everything was starting in March. And we knew everything was shutting down. We're like, you know what? This is going to be the last one. And we said, well, maybe it will be the first one coming back in May. So at that point, we thought this was going to be quick. And we were ready. We, we thought we'd be the first one in May. All of our friends started canceling. And then we decided coming up closer to it that we needed to pull the plug as well. But we had booked everything. We were still planning May, sorry, March, April, that we were going to go forward. So all of the planning stuff was pretty much done at that point. Um, we were gung-ho, still thinking we were going to do it. Um, give me one second, Jordan. I'm getting some feedback from you. I'm gonna mute you just for a moment while we work on that technical side. Um, so, so you started, you know, right after your first event, which is which is really great. Um, why is it important to start early? Why is it important to get your vendors on track early? Because you had just finished one event and now you're already thinking about your second one. We have a lot of families who believe that it's not need to do that. So why should we need to do that right away? We and again, just two years is not a lot of time. And I knew coming into the May date for my second son, we were going to be competing with a lot of the wedding wedding dates. My first one was in January, second was one is in May. And so I knew I had to book a lot of things and get it ready before way earlier than I did with even my first one. Sure. But again, it was because it was in the spring. And so I knew that going in. I also learned a lot in my first one. I just learned a lot about the type of vendors that I liked, didn't like, having the flexibility that I wanted, really trying to push on the idea and the creativity. So, so wanted to get a head start on it. Let's let's talk a second about you finding your event coordinator, your party planner in real fast. Why was it important that you found her as early as you did? For us, um, again, it was a, a lot of the reason was because of that change of doing it right after. Um, but I still feel, felt like there was a lot of things that event planner could bring to what we were doing just to really pull it all together and having that more holistic vision. And there was stuff that, I mean, I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot more with our first one that I was able to give to Lisa and she just ran with it. I didn't have to do on the second one. So I saw a big difference between the first and the second. I mean, you're just- Hey, and I brought you to Explosive too, right? Yes, you did. <laughs> and there, there were, and I hate to say, but there were vendors that I wasn't bringing forward from the first one. They were fine. It was just, I was looking for different experiences. So Lisa really helped fill and give me options for a lot of different vendors across the board. So that was a great, that's awesome. great help as well. And that's, all, and, and that's awesome. And I think that's something that, that families are under the misconception of whether they do, you know, if they're on their second uh, mitzvah or third and it's, it's with the same family, that there, you can go a different route. You don't have to select the same thing. If you have a, a child that has a different vibe or a different energy or maybe something that requires some different vendors, it's okay to think outside the box and, and go different for, for these, you know? Yeah. So let's, let's get into it then. Um, so you obviously had to postpone your event. The first thing you did is you realized you're postponing, you're not canceling. Why was it important to postpone your event as opposed to cancel? So we did something a little different than everyone else in that we didn't have the ceremony when we were originally supposed to. So a lot of our other friends were doing the ceremony over Zoom at the temple in the spring. 
we said, you know what, to me, the weekend for the family, for everyone coming in, it's that whole experience. It's not just the party or just the service. I wanted to keep that weekend together. So we postponed everything. So because of that, we weren't canceling. He was having the bar mitzvah. <laughs> that was always a done deal. But we knew we didn't want to do it broken up. We didn't want to do it piecemeal. So we picked up everything and we talked to the temple and we said, November, we're going to do it in November. So we booked everything in November. We moved Stonehouse, we moved the temple, we moved all the vendors to November. And we were there. That's what we were going to do. And this is now June, July timeframe. So that decision for us was easy, but we moved it to November. Lisa, from a, from a professional standpoint, how important is it for vendors to consider empathy when talking with families like Jennifer who are dealing with this? How important is it for us to be flexible? Oh, extremely important. At, remember at first we were a little bummed. We didn't think we were gonna have Jordan. I didn't know, obviously Jordan was originally booked and then we were bummed, but we're like, all right, we're gonna move forward anyway. And thank God we got you. We were lucky you were able to come back to our event. It's but so crazy. I know having to change everything and right. knowing that your right. staff and my staff and everyone at the venue needs to wear a mask during this time. So we did some we did some cool masks <laughs> that worked out for everyone, all of our guests and for um, all of us. And Actually, yeah, Lisa, I want you to I want you to hit that a little bit because I feel Dylan and I have been talking about this for weeks without you guys on the show that the COVID items really played an accent and enhanced the event. Like instead of just doing a, so. a regular mask, you guys got a, a, a super high quality mask, you know, like the, the, the sanitation bottles were, were so awesome and branded. So cute. Can you explain a little bit about that? Like what was your, your idea behind that? I think I thought it came together so great and it enhanced. So the Jen event. had some great, I mean, Benjamin had some amazing logos obviously for his event. Right. And right. just to put them on the, you know, I think a mask right now for any of these events is almost like giving out a t-shirt <laughs> or a sweatshirt. It's like a no brainer. Everyone's giving out a mask and why not make the mask cool? Cause everyone's going to be wearing it. Kids, adults, and his was super cool. And it I went along this way. weekend. I, I just went, that's like my go-to mask now. I'm like, it's so cool. I know. So, it's a, a little bit of extra about the mask. We had found a regular one, not as cool, mm -hmm. not as functional. We ended up with one that you could adjust. Benjamin actually did one push back and said, no, I want it adjustable. I want to make sure that kids want to wear this. Nice. It's so beautiful for him. So he actually was the one who forced us to upgrade the mask. Paid That's for awesome. it, but it was not worth it. And now I asked yesterday, are people wearing that to school? They are. So it's like the t-shirts, like the sweatshirt. They're actually wearing it and still bringing it to school and wearing it and everything That's else. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like the new go-to thing for mitzvahs, right? And it's, at first we were all like, well, this is going to be weird. This is going to be embarrassing. Everyone has to wear a mask. But now it's kind of like, you want to wear a mask. I mean, everywhere you go, it's like mask. So right. why not make right. it cool and fun for the mitzvahs? So, so and the hand sanitizers are a no brainer too, cause they're cute. We got to use his logo. Everyone got something to take home, use that night, you know. Um, really good stuff. Yeah. And then another thing I just want to mention. So we had this really cool lounge that Benjamin was excited about. And unfortunately last minute we had to switch it all up and seat the kids just to make it more COVID friendly. But we did that pretty quickly and the decorator was good about changing things around at the last minute and that worked out well. Dan, I feel like everyone wore their masks when they were up and moving around and on the games. Yeah. And uh, this family is the coolest. They had a mechanical ball, <laughs> which you know, which is super cool. We made sure everything there was clean the whole time. Every time everyone went, a kid went from one, got off and the next one was coming, we made sure it was clean. Um, so this is a very COVID friendly mitzvah and 
the family was so into it. And, you know, the Paradise family was so into it. And Benjamin especially. Right? So I took, I took away a few things from what you guys are saying here. And I think it's important that our listeners hear this. First of all, you let your kids have an opinion and a say. I see it too often where I don't get that opportunity. You let Benjamin have a say, not only in his theming, but in the changes that happened. I think that part of it allows for the buy-in and the even of both the friends and the individual, you know, man, right? Um, so here's where I think that this should go. Jen, you had made the active effort, I'm going to have an event. That mindset is key. We said it last week or two weeks ago with the family. It got your family excited again. What I want to go through next is all of the different COVID-friendly activities that are not around the, um, the, the, the actual dancing and the formalities, because we'll get into that a little later, because I see one of our listeners uh, is asking about dancing games, etc. So why don't you, Jen, why don't you talk to us about what the mindset was for Benjamin with all of the extra entertainment aspects? So tell us what you had and things of that nature. So we had to make some changes and going into it, and again, because I had a previous one, I knew what a mitzvah could be and the party could be like. But we had to go in when we made the decision, we're going forward. We moved it to September because we could do it outdoors. Stonehouse was flexible. We were running. As soon as we did that, we had to acknowledge the fact that we're not going to have all the out-of-towners that we were expecting. We weren't going to be able to do everything like the lounge, like Lisa said, that we were expecting. So we had to change our mindset. And that was really important and really important that everyone, including Benjamin, was comfortable with the decisions we were making. So once we got through all of that, we started looking at, okay, what are we going to do? Benjamin is not a big dancer. I don't know, Jordan, if you saw him on that dance floor ever, other than when he was dancing with me. He, he, was, definitely t- he was definitely tough to locate. He was tough to yeah, locate he, that night. <laughs> it's just not him. He wanted that bowl. He wanted that bowl for like five years. So we were having that bowl no matter what. And what we ended up adding was uh, uh, two poker tables. We added a Texas Hold'em and Blackjack because that's who he is and that's what he loves. And honestly, that's where he sat the entire night with his mask on. Um, so for him, it was really important that we weren't forcing the kids to dance, but if they wanted to dance, it was there and the energy was there. Um, we also had to make some decisions and changes around other things that we knew we wanted to do. We still wanted to do a horror, but we had to figure out how to do it in a comfortable COVID friendly right. way. I, I saw somewhere in our immediate family and Jordan, you were great. You kind of led us through it and it worked wonderfully. And it just, it still felt special to me without being able to have everyone together. Right. Um, I loved your horror. It was so it was special. Wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah. We did the candle lighting. We still did it, but we kept it to just people that we were, um, had already been sort of quarantining together, just a really tight group, immediate family. And then when we did the kids, we did it where everyone stayed at their seat and we were still able to do a picture, kind of spread out. Everyone was still safe at their seats and kind of make those changes. Um, we did do dancing, but again, it was, the way that Stonehouse did it, it was all outside. It was either under the tent or in that open space. Everyone was spread out and everyone was wearing masks. Right. So and, and, and again, and again, just to add to, to what you're actually saying, Jen, this is a testament, again, going back to the Stonehouse. Um, they had the grounds for us to yeah. kind of entertain everybody, regardless of where people were. They could have been standing, you know, inside. They could have been standing outside. They could have been over by the bar. The sound traveled there. The, their, uh, the aesthetics at that venue allowed for, I think, constant... 
uh, engagement. You were just tied into the whole event regardless of where you were just because of the lay of the land there. So I think that- Yeah, but Jordan, really I think we should mention also, just uh -huh. so people don't think we were indoors when we weren't supposed to be indoors, the stone house literally took out all the glass right. from two full sides of the walls to make it COVID safe for everyone. So we right. want to make people know that that was totally a COVID safe 100% COVID safe party. Ab oh, absolutely. And it, which was awesome too. And the, the, the cool part was because they took the glass away and because we had the open sense of, of the ground to kind of perform, everybody was dialed in. So you were able to hear what was going on regardless yep. of where you were. You were able, you were kind of able to see what was going on too. Like the, the visual, like your line of sight because mm -hmm. they did this too was was dramatic dramatically improved i would i would say would you guys agree like you could see a lot there too like everything that was going on everything was visible from everywhere it was fantastic right. it was really what cool it, so what so i also you, love about stonehouse is they have a couple areas where they have these big seating areas mm -hmm. kind of spread out within that space so even people mm -hmm. that feel as comfortable being as close to a lot of the action they kind of stayed back a little bit but they were still part of the party they could still hear the music they could still see everything that was going on because of that line of sight and it really made it feel like everyone was part of the party. And awesome. granted, even though the kids were seated at tables, which in this day and age, no one, most, well, people do that, but most people like to stick with the lounge because supposedly it's supposed to be more fun. I feel like the kids had a great time at their tables. They were sitting with their friends and it didn't take away from anything and it looked great. Agreed. So, so I think that it's important to, to mention here because, you know, Jennifer Sachs checks in. She's actually my client. Um, and one of the things that I got from here is you, obviously you knew your kid. Uh, and what we also did was we made an extra effort to visit the stone house, understand the lay of the land and put in satellite speakers, satellite TVs and yep. create a more all encompassing feel. So that way there wasn't one necessarily set space where there was dancing or the ability to dance. You could enjoy the vibe, the energy, the music and the charisma of what we brought to the table from an interactive standpoint, wherever you were. So if you were sitting in those big fire pit areas, or if you were sitting uh, inside, uh, and by when we say inside, the open, you know, yeah, the open inside, air, the, the open air inside place, uh, or if you were on the quote dance floor, which it wasn't a dance floor, it was really just a, a larger space that had nothing involved mm -hmm. with it. Um, you were able to enjoy yourself regardless of where you were from an interactive standpoint. So when clients, go ahead, Jen. I was just going to say, it actually was so true when we showed the montage. So when we showed the montage, half the people were on that inside open space watching on that auxiliary TV or monitor, and everyone else was outside, but they were all spread out. And that we were able to do that because of that. Yeah. Do you Can think I just mention one good thing about just something interesting? Because, you know, some people aren't interested in dancing or congregating or being, obviously now you're supposed to be six feet apart. You guys, um, Explosive, put on like a little dance show where people were watching instead of getting everyone on the dance floor. And that was, kind of, I thought that was kind of cool. When I was running around doing my thing, I turned around at one point and you guys were you and your dancers, Jordan and um, both said girls and boys, all four dancers, you guys kind of put on a little dance show, which I think was cool. Everyone was standing back and watching. I appreciate so, it. Thank you very okay. much. And, and it's cool because it kind of just unfolded. We, you know, us as, as performers, I know, you know, myself, Dylan being two of the, the personnel that were on site that day, you were our first, that was our first gig back. That was our first, any sort of anything in front Mine of like a larger group. So we were approaching it too. Um, very, uh, you know, 
tediously, you know, like how do we kind of navigate this? Like, how do we make it comfortable for everybody? For me, you guys know me. I'm, I'm like, I need to like be in everyone's face, like crazy energy. Like I had to literally like, I'm like, okay, Jordan, how are you going to like tailor your performance for COVID? You know what I mean? Like, so in my head, I'm like, dude, like I, even when I walked up, I was like so ready to give you guys hugs. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Like I got to like curb it. <laughs> you know hugged. what I mean? Like, yeah. So like, we it all kind of like unfolded that way which was cool to see i'm glad that you you kind of noticed us like taking those precautions. Oh, totally. it was that, great. That, was, that was a gtd such a, a game time decision you know we just kind of like ran with it but it worked out really really well so that was great yeah, it was like we got an extra little show out of it yeah show. yeah <laughs> it was it was an organic build and and you got to kind of trust the process there uh when you hire really good enter entertainers or really good vendors in general that they're going to create moments out of something that may not have had a moment to be had um, you're gonna check. You're gonna check all the boxes, but you're also gonna get some of those more sporadic ideas. And we can't necessarily make those calls until we're actually there that day and feeling things out and seeing how it works. Um, I think the big takeaway here for families to is that you know, obviously, with the flexibility of your venue, as long as they're providing flexibility. Don't have your heart set on the current product where it's, you know, a big dance floor in the middle and then all the tables surrounding the area. We can get real creative, both from an event coordination standpoint and an entertainment standpoint, and then a, uh, from a client's perspective, about organizing the seating where it's more socially distant, allowing for people to feel comfortable in their own space. And then furthermore, still have them engaged, whether it's through the uh, abilities of TVs, ca extra cameras, um, or you know, multiple speakers, or having different sects of entertainment uh, in the different spaces. So I think that the Stonehouse did a nice job. I think Lisa, you did a nice job of, of spacing that stuff out. So just a recap, there was a mechanical bull, there were two casino tables, there was a photo station, there were fire pits, there was... Um, an inside and an outside, both with speakers and TVs, and then there was interactive entertainment. So with all of that said, there was plenty to do. There was never a lull in, in the process, but it was all about the coordination among the entire space, and it was a large space. Jordan? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think you hit everything, hit the nail on the head, Dill. I was going to ask, uh, you know, maybe uh, going to, to Lisa, to you and Jen, Lisa, if you could give like one takeaway to our clients uh maybe other vendors watching other you know uh perspective you know barn bot mitzvah families what's one thing one takeaway from this whole thing you would either encourage them to do or, or not do or kind of like Look, a last second little takeaway obviously we're all living in this together but why not continue to celebrate as long as you do it safely like like jen did with the masks and the sanitizers we made sure everyone was distanced we had a great great time i feel like jen all your Everyone there had such a fun time, whether they were at the fire pit or, or watching the dancers or dancing or watching your family. It was so much fun. Let's move on or try to do this the right way like we had done and, um, you know, um, continue having fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and no, it is, man. That's It's a simple recipe. Like, you know, I think that the big question here is like families are struggling with the, with the, the idea, do I or do I not? have this event, like, go for it, go for it, you know? Go like, for it and do it the way the yeah. Paradise family did it, just yes. safely, yes. Yes. And so, there was, let me just mention one thing about Benjamin, how the, when we met there, the, when I met the family back there, he was the main one that was like, nope, everyone is wearing their masks the whole time. He was so into everyone staying so safe. It was adorable. Very cool. <laughs> so, right, Jen? Yeah. 
there's, there's a few ideas here. So first of all, there was a buy-in factor. Like the theme was cool, the masks were cool. You, you didn't cut corners on the things that you might otherwise would have thought was secondary. You did the right. You did the right job by that. Jen, before you give your takeaway, what I'd love to hear from from you um, is how did Ben feel after the fact? He had a great time. End of the day, he had a great time. He was nervous going in. He wanted to just make sure that it was going to work and that everyone was going to be safe. And I kept checking with him as before the party. I kept checking him with him during the party. Do you feel okay? Do you feel like we're doing that? Is there anything else we need to do? Because he is was so worried about safety. Right. And he relaxed into it. He didn't, he, he was fine and he loved the party. It was the first time that he saw a lot of his friends in six months. Right. So it was so good to think, I mean, even for him, for all of them, it was so great to be able to get them together and to let them just be kids again. I mean, that was what was just so wonderful to see. That's awesome. I love that, and thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's really, really important. We want to do these. We got to remember why. We that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So, Jen, why don't you give us one major takeaway? What may, what what one piece of advice that our families who are struggling through these really tough decisions? What can you give them? So it was interesting for me being a second mitzvah. The first one, I was so focused and so worried on it going exactly as planned. You know, I was so just so worked up on it. It has to be exactly what I, even though no one else knew that something wasn't right, it didn't matter. That was it. That was, that was everything. So going into this one, I had to convince myself it was okay to let go. Things were not as they were originally envisioned. And that was okay. And having Lisa there helped a lot of that because I didn't, wasn't the one stressing. I let her take on all that stress. But even above and beyond that, things are going to just happen and whatever it is, it's going to be fine. And you guys made it great. And letting go of that was such a big relief. And I think it allowed us to enjoy the night that much more. So you put everything into the planning, but at some point you just got to let it go and just enjoy the party. And it took us, honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't able to do that the first time. I was able to do that very much the second time. And we got one, and we got one more. We got a third time. And I have another party. So what's up? What's up? Um, uh, amazing guys. I, I know that I speak for Jordan and Mike and the entire ownership team from Explosive. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you enough for, for everything that you do, for your commitment to bettering the industry, Lisa, and Jen, for your trust and, and your um, you know commitment to, to having a celebration on behalf of your son uh, and your family. So thank you, thank you, thank you from all. Um, so at this time, we're now going to say goodbye to our very, very special guest, uh, you know, party planner, Ivler and rock star client of ours, Jennifer Paradise. Thank you so much for being here. You guys are awesome. Today. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. We cannot thank you enough. So there you have it, Jordan. Man, it's I love cool. talking. I like talking to like cool people who had a great time. This is how it's supposed to be, Dylan. You know what? I feel like, you know, in the over the last couple of weeks, we've been starting to see more of that. Families are starting to say, you know what? Let's rock and roll. How can we make this, you know, cohesive and how can we make this make sense in this you know crazy mixed up time that we're in right now so you know although things aren't perfect uh, it's nice to see our clientele and clientele um in the future that are coming you know back around that they want to party they want to get ready to rock and roll and they want to celebrate so it's contagious my, my biggest takeaway from here is that they did not regret having a different style of celebration right they didn't right. regret it they had a good time they celebrated both lisa and jen put on a, an amazing um session for us here and i think our families really need to hold that true is that whether you can continue to push it back and back and back but eventually it's going to lose its um 
excitement and right. it's going to become part of like, all right, I guess it'll happen eventually. But if you keep saying it'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen. And then if it, you know, continues to push along, then you lose the excitement you, a little bit. You, your kid's 21 years old and you're sending him to college. I mean, what, what are we doing here, right? <laughs> so so I, I think that they did a great job. And, and Jordan, what, I mean, oh, man. They, they cannot say enough good things about you. Um, and I think that... Uh, how old are you? Twenty-eight, and you and you've been doing this forty-one years, and you're twenty-nine. Still, I'm twenty-nine. <laughs> you're, you're, you're still one of, you're still an absolute formidable force on the microphone and from a direction standpoint. It. So, so I think that this family, uh, you know, it, the, you gave them a, a great celebration. So I want to point that out. So, Thanks, with that said. It wraps up episode 75 with the Paradise Family. They did it right. Uh, if you want to hear more about amazing stories from awesome people, check us out on all things explosive at XE events. And until we see you next time, stay safe, take care of yourselves and each other. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Wash your hands, wear a mask. We'll see you on the dance floor soon.